everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 237 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking all about consistency. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we believe that consistency is the first key to success. But it goes beyond that. So you establish the consistency, but now what? How do you actually make progress? What does it actually mean to you? Let's talk about it. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so let's talk all about consistency today. But before we dive into the episode, we've got a great announcement. We are bringing back the five-day running challenge. We kick it off on February 7th. We'll be running it from February 7th through the 11th. This is a live event, a live challenge where we are going to be giving you one action item every single day to help you improve your running, to help you transform, figure out how to fit running into your busy lifestyle, figure out how to achieve your goals and actually give you the things that are going to move you ahead. So yes, we're going to talk about that in our episode today, but we want you to actually start putting it into practice. It's one thing to listen. It's one thing to learn. It's a whole nother thing to actually put it into practice. And that is what the five day running challenge is all about. We're going to be giving you exactly what you need to do so that you can run consistently without injury so that you can become that strong, healthy, and fit runner that you want to be and achieve amazing goals that are going to make you feel really good about yourself. Yeah, that you can establish a pattern of, I don't know, consistency? Consistency. I mean, and here's the thing, you know, we're going to talk about consistency today. And like, you know, I think everyone pretty much agrees with the statement that consistency is the key to success. That is a generally accepted statement in the fitness world or really in any in any world world of self-development and improvement. And so, yes, we are going to talk about consistency and figure that out in the challenge. How, if you're not consistent, how, how do you actually get consistent? But then what about if you already are consistent? How do you actually make progress and get off of that plateau or get out of that cycle of injury or get out of that cycle? Um, so, Head over to 5DayRunningChallenge.com to sign up for the challenge. It's free. Like I said, we start live on February 7th. You do not want to miss this, you guys. This challenge is going to be so much fun. And, of course, we are going to have our Facebook group where we go live every day and answer questions and help support you along your journey. So come in and get coaching, get your running questions answered. Yes, come do the challenge. But also if there's any questions that you have about your running, come get them answered by a coach. Come talk to us, come chat with us. We would love to help you. So that's over at five day running com. Now let's dive in. As I say, the five day challenge is, has been consistently fun and consistently, you know, beneficial for everybody. <laughs> let's see if I can help this transition. Bring it in here. All right. So what is consistency? Okay. So when we think about runners and we think about the runners that we've been able to help throughout the years, if we are going to group them into two very large categories, we can say there are people that are consistent with running. And then there are those that are not consistent with running. Sure. The people that kind of um, periodically fall off a little bit, you know, they're often consistent. They're they're good for a while mm-hmm. and then maybe they fall off. Or anytime that like a minor inconvenience comes off, they usually defer to that thing as an excuse to not be running that day or not be yeah. working out or whatever it is on that particular day. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I put up a poll the other day on Instagram. And if you're not following us on Instagram, you definitely should be. I don't know what's holding you back. We are over at Real Life Runners on Instagram. 
Instagram, come join the fun. I post all sorts of fun videos, educational, inspirational, just fun videos that I like to do a lot of lip syncing and dancing to. Yes, you do. They're good times. Yeah, come over to Instagram at Real Life Runners. But anyway, I posted a poll there in um, my story the other day asking, do you consider yourself a consistent runner? And the overwhelming majority, it was about two-thirds. I shouldn't say, I guess, is that considered an overwhelming majority, two-thirds? I mean, I think it's all subjective. It's a pretty good majority. It's a pretty good majority. So about two-thirds of the people that responded said yes, that they considered themselves consistent. And then my next question was, what tends to get in the way of your consistency? Because even if you do consider yourself a consistent runner, we all kind of have those days or those periods of time where maybe we're not as consistent as we want to be or that we think we should be. Yeah, no, you make a, make a really good point. Everybody's got something that tends to come up. The answer to, I'm, I'm curious on the, all of the answers coming at you on what tends to get in the way, because the answer to all of them is really, I get in my own way. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that one was like a um, multiple choice. I gave them like four things that they could choose from. And the most people chose not enough time on that one. So I so, get in my own way. Yeah, not enough time. Um, second was pain and injury. Third was lack of motivation. And then fourth was I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, so there are yeah. a lot of things that you've you've put other things in front. You're either training incorrectly, that probably led to the pain, or you, you're lack of motivated, so you're finding other things to distract yourself instead of going out for a run. A lot of things that all kind of come down to if you, if you own up to it, you, and you want to be consistent, just put on your shoes, lace them up and go. Yeah. And so, yes, it actually is that simple. You know, everybody wants to think that, that there's it's more complicated, that they need to find motivation or do all these other things. But being a consistent runner is, like Kevin said, literally just making the commitment to get out the door. It's really about commitment. So, you know, there's a lot of things though, even though it is simple, that does not necessarily mean it's easy because anytime you go from a place of inconsistency to consistency, that requires you to change your patterns, that it requires you to change your habit. And we are creatures of habit. This is how our brain is wired. Our brain loves not thinking about things because it basically takes about 90 to 95% of our daily tasks and tries to automate them as much as possible so that we can conserve energy for decisions that we actually need to make. So anything that your brain can automate, it will. And that's why people have such a hard time breaking bad habits um, and which unfortunately on the flip side, forming new habits is not as easy because it requires us to change those old patterns of thinking and behaving. Right. Everyone's like, oh, no, I can just establish a new habit. No, before you can establish a new one, you have to stop the habit that you're currently in. You're like, oh, but I don't I don't have an exercise habit that I, I want to change. Yes, you have a non-exercise habit, and you'd like to break that pattern of daily, these are the things that I do, and now you're going to try and create a new pattern where somewhere in that day you're shoving in exercise. Right. That's a whole new thing. And it, it works well for a little bit of time, you know, New Year's resolutions work well for a little bit of time if the barrier of entry is not that high. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, oh, well, I've, 
I've run before. I've got some running shoes. I got I got the clothes. I really I just kind of need to start. Sure, it's if it's new. If you're not going to try and like push yourself super super hard for the first few days, you can get out there and you can do it because it's new and has a relatively low barrier of entry. But that didn't establish a new pattern, and eventually you'll go back into your regular routine of non-exercise or non-regular exercise. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the things that makes running so great and also not so great, right? Because there is that low barrier of entry. Like anybody can be a runner, right? Put some shoes on, put on some clothing, and head out the door and go for a run, right? Like there, it doesn't require a lot of equipment. It doesn't require a lot of like instruction ahead of time. Like we were so we started running when we were kids, when we were toddlers, right? So it seems very easy and very simple. And that is one thing that makes it so great. But just because it, there is that lower barrier of entry, that also makes it much easier to quit, right? Like if you actually commit, say you decide, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I am going to sign up for a gym membership, right? So you sign up, you pay the first month, or maybe you pay that initiation fee or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? Now you're committed and you're invested on a different level and you've already put money down. And so you're like, okay, well now I've paid for it. I better go do it. Whereas running, people are like, well, I just can go out the door and run, which is fantastic. It's free. It's all this, right? But that lack of skin in the game, we'll say, right? can make it very easy to quit. Yeah, ease of entry, ease of exit. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's the same pathway. It's, 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 a bu- it's both a beautiful thing and a, a negative thing at the same time. Yeah, 100%. That's that's interesting way to think about it is it, it requires less skin in the game. Like I, I uh, am coming around to the spring sports at my high school, and there's a lot of spring sports. Tennis is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, lacrosse is a big one. There's a lot of equipment, yeah. and it, not cheap equipment to play mm-hmm. some of these sports. Um, I mean, I used to work in a running store that was also a tennis store and people coming in, getting new rackets for hundreds of dollars, plus the shoes for a hundred dollars and then having to restring the racket on regular, then get time to get on a court. If there wasn't like a public court, there's a lot involved in doing that mm-hmm. and Both that time and financial, right? So that effort is like, wow, that really takes a lot to get there. But once you've put that effort forth, you're like, wow, I've really already put that effort forth. Mm-hmm. I might as well show up and do the thing. Yeah, exactly. And this is why, you know, we tell people all the time and like I would coach people for free if they would actually do it but I've tried that like I've tried coaching people for free and they usually don't stick with it and that is because they don't have the skin in the game like when you pay for it you pay attention this is one of the things that I've heard over and over from like my own coaches like my business coaches and those kinds of things when you pay you pay attention because now you're investing in yourself it's and it's not just about investing money like yes that's part of it but how much time do you also have invested like if you've invested a ton of time in training for a half marathon or training for a marathon you're going to want to see that through to the end, right? And like if something gets in your way or something comes up, it's not going to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just get the next one. You're going to be like, what the heck? Like I've just spent three months of my life training for this thing, right? So the investment of your time and your effort has been there. So that just makes it mean that much more. And you're going to be much more likely to be consistent when you have a big goal like that that requires you to invest a lot of your time and effort into it. And that ties in really nicely with kind of the second point of how to maintain consistency. Like it's one thing to establish it. You got to really kind of 
get that habit in there so that you don't fall back to old ways, but to try to maintain consistency, you really want to have a goal out there that you believe in that you really want that consistency is going to direct you in that path. So you want to have a goal that you really you, you want that it's not like someone else wants. You don't want to have that goal to impress somebody else. Like this goal really has to matter to you. Otherwise, it's really easy to fall off the consistency because you can fall back on the idea of, well, what am I really doing this for? Like this is a struggle and I don't really want the end result. So the end result has to kind of be important to you. Yeah, and I think that, you know, a lot of people can find themselves in this camp, right? Like they want to make a change. New Year's resolutions are fantastic. They decide to establish that consistency and maybe they start running for a couple of months and so they actually get it. And then they're like three months in, five months in, six months in. They're like, okay, well, now what? Like, why am I doing this? How do I actually maintain it? Because maintaining consistency is very simple. You just keep doing what you're doing, right? Like it's not challenging to actually maintain it. The challenging part is establishing it, right? That's when you have to break through those old patterns, come up with new habits, find your deeper why, like all of those things to actually get to that point where you're consistent. But then when you are consistent, then what, right? I think that's where a lot of people find themselves. And if the goal, like if there is no goal, then that's when a lot of people will stop. Like if they just have no goal other than like, I want to start running, right? Because that's one of the things that people say at the beginning of the year. They're just like, okay, I want to start running. Or they, But they don't set a race or a goal or, you know, what does that actually look like? You know, what is the end result that you're actually looking for? Because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a race either. But there has to be some sort of clear picture of where you want to get to which will allow you to maintain consistency. And then, of course, you need to celebrate small wins along the way to actually keep you in the game long enough to get to that goal. Right. You hit two really key points there at the end of making sure that you hit those small wins. So it can't just be like a goal that if you kept consistent for the next nine years, you might be able to get that goal. Like that's too far for your brain to wrap its head around. You're like, yeah, that's a great thing that might happen if nothing gets in the way over the next nine years. You're going to be able to start seeing reasons that it's not going to be possible. So you need the small wins along the way. That's super key. And that goal, that ultimate goal has to be... um, something that we can really fathom happening. If it's too big from where we are, that we are like, yeah, that's an amazing goal. But if you can't see the possibility of reaching it, you're going to stop. You're going to stop before you get anywhere near it. And it's the consistency that allows you to actually achieve those huge astronomical goals is consistently chipping away at it. Like you don't wake up one day on, you know, the top of a mountain. It's following the path step by step by step. You have to start at the base of it before you can climb the thing. It's not just like, oh yeah, why don't I just take the final three steps and and reach the summit? It's all the little steps along the way. If the goal is so big that you can't see the top of the mountain, it's unlikely that you're going to start. Or if you do start, you'll stop and turn around real quick. Yeah, see, I disagree with you on that. Okay. Yeah, and this is, but this is something that I have learned relatively recently because this is definitely something that I used to agree with you on and we have taught in the past, but um, one of my new you know, mentors and coaches really talks about this idea of having an impossible goal and just accepting that the goal is impossible, setting a ridiculous goal, but 
that goal is so big that it requires you to become the next version of yourself. That the goal is not actually attaining the impossible goal. That impossible goal is just there to help drive you in the right direction. But the goal is actually becoming the person who is then able to achieve that goal, who can then see that t- the top of that mountain. Maybe you can't see it from where you are right now, but if you decide, well, even though I can't see it, I'm going to go for it anyway, and you just decide and commit to it, then you will evolve into the type of person who's then able to see that goal as being more of a real reality or more realistic. Right. I, this, I like that outlook on it. I was actually just listening to a podcast that was kind of discussing the idea of is it better to have small goals or is it better to have huge goals? And their conclusion was both are are beneficial. Yeah, we need both. But the huge goals is something like, you know, I want to win the Olympics, Mm -hmm. which is a terrible way to set a short-term goal Mm -hmm. because there's so many things about winning the Olympics. I go real big on the example here because there's so many things in there that are outside of your control. And their argument was, their conclusion, they kind of discussed this for a little while, was if the goal is super, super big, having things that are beyond your control that could get in the way helps prevent you from seeing yourself as a massive failure Mm -hmm. if you don't get to it. Because you have these excuses of, look, I put all this effort forth and I still fell short. I've become this huge person. massive improvements in my life and I still didn't get to the goal because of x y and z so you don't internalize it as a failure Mm -hmm. you can still see the massive improvements that you've done you can still see the success even though you didn't necessarily reach the goal because there were aspects of it outside of your control yeah of course but like I think that that also brings up the point of like what what makes failure so bad you know it's just it's a failure because we say it is just because you didn't achieve the goal doesn't mean that you haven't gained anything, which is, I know exactly what you're saying right there, right? It's like you've become a different version of yourself in the process and that deserves to be celebrated. That deserves to be recognized, but what's so wrong if we fail? You know, and this was something that I think I had, no, I shouldn't say I think, I know that I had a very hard time with um, and still do sometimes. I catch myself in it all the time, not wanting to fail, not wanting to do the wrong thing, always wanting to do the right thing because we have in our mind that failure is bad, that if we don't achieve the goal, then everything that we have done up till that point is for nothing, right? Which is completely untrue. And so I think that that's, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with that, but that's another way to look at failure and goal setting and really, really big goals. Well, yeah. And I think a part of this is the openness to failure, that failure doesn't put a negative on you as a person. Mm -hmm. It's simply your progress towards whatever that specific goal was. Your progress says something about you as a person, your commitment to the progress, your consistency, kind of the point of what we're talking about here, your commitment to that, Mm -hmm. to, to the journey, to what you're doing, to the small steps along the way says a lot about you, whether or not you then were able to achieve that huge, impossible, giant goal says less about you than your commitment to aiming for that big, giant goal. Mm -hmm. But if you make the progress say something about you then wouldn't the goal wouldn't that like naturally make the goal or the lack of attainment of the goal say something about you as well no it's only a, that's where it gets tricky 
if if you say in order to get this giant goal, these are the small steps that that logically I should be taking. Yeah. And then you work day upon day at those small little steps and you see small improvements. This is the glory of small wins mm-hmm. along the way. You see some progress along the way and you really enjoy the method of I do these things. This is my process of working towards this. Yeah. And you can kind of wrap yourself up in the process that's huge. Then the goal, I think, really does say less about you than what it is that you're doing one day at a time. Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole point of setting that big goal in the first place is that it's more about the process yeah. and who you become in the process of striving for that goal. Right. Yeah, so yes, so maintaining the consistency, kind of going back to the point that we're, we were on before, in order to maintain the consistency, you do need to have some sort of goal there. You have to have something in mind for you, that you're working towards, that you're shooting for. But what happens when you have a goal and you are consistent, but then you're not seeing progress. I think this is an interesting conversation that we should have because I think a lot of runners fit into this category, right? Like, okay, I've established the consistency. I've maintained that consistency. I run X amount of miles every single week, but I'm not progressing. I'm just kind of on this plateau. Now what? Yeah, and I think there's a a few different angles to look at this one. Um, The first of which is is progress important to you? Yeah. And for some people, the consistency is in fact the most important thing. That consistency allowed them to create this healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was the big picture is I want to establish a healthy, active exercise routine. I've done it. I'm consistent with it. I've essentially, I'm winning the healthy lifestyle. Right. And I think that the key here is just to be honest with yourself about that, right? Like you can establish consistency and not want progress. And that's totally okay because more does not always mean better. More does not always mean that you're going to be healthier. Have you established that routine that creates the healthy lifestyle that you want? Because if you have and you're totally good with that, then just be honest and say like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool right where I am. Like, I don't feel like I need to make more progress. And then don't feel bad about it. Like, I think that that's really the key is that a lot of runners think that like they should have bigger goals or they should be doing something more. But if what you're doing right now in this phase or season of your life is working for you, then just like totally own it and don't feel guilty about it right because maybe now is not the time for you to train for a marathon maybe you have like three kids under the age of five and you're busy and you're working and you're doing all these other things and you're just good with like going out for a run like three to four days a week totally totally okay yeah I mean you're exactly right and you don't have to say okay well I don't need to focus on progress right now because I never need to focus on progress. Maybe it's just just for now. Maybe it's the next six months. Maybe it's this year Mm -hmm. that you're like, no, I have all these other priorities. And that doesn't mean that you abandon your exercise routine. It just means that you put exercise in into a way that fits into your lifestyle and it doesn't have to progress to something more than that it can just be this routine that you have that generally creates a healthy existence without saying yes i'm going to climb all of these crazy ladders simultaneously i just had a kid and i already have four others at home and i'm going for a promotion and also you know i've never tried a marathon before i only do 5k's but now seems like a good time that's yeah. it's just too much well just we want you to set yourself up for success you you know, and when you put too many plates in the air, this is why people are kind of 
constantly feeling overwhelmed. They're trying to juggle all the balls at the same time when you can choose to just put down a couple of those balls, you know, like just which ones do you want to be juggling right now? You know, you get to choose that. So that's the first thing, you know, understand like an no, do you want to progress right now? Or are you good right where you are? Step number two, or the second question to ask yourself is, are you actually consistent? Like if you think that you're consistent, but you're not seeing progress, get very honest with yourself again and ask, like, are you actually consistent? Actually take a look back at your calendar or your running log or your workout log, wherever you like to track your fitness. Like if you've got a smart watch or something like that, that tracks your workouts, how consistent are you actually being? Yeah, we see this one all the time with new clients. You know, they, they come in, they fill a little questionnaire like, how many times do you run per week? How like how long do you run? And it's sort of like, oh no, I run like four times a week and I do like 45 minutes. And then if you actually go in and you look or you ask the person, you get some follow-up questions, you're like, well, I mean, that's what I, I aim for. But over the last month, I'm generally at like two days per week. And really one of those is more like a 30 minute. And, okay, there's the difference between your plan and what you're actually doing. And Mm -hmm. it's one thing to say, no, I've got this plan laid out and it shows great consistency. But if you're not actually knocking off the workouts, you have the setup for consistency, but you're not actually executing on that. And it's fine. You just have to accept that you're not currently being consistent and then go back to the, Hey, how do I actually get that consistency and set some patterns in place for yourself? Yeah. I mean, but it's actually not fine because you're lying to yourself. Well, right. And that's, that's where the problem comes in. And this is one of the problems the biggest problems that we see with a lot of the generic training plans out there. You know, you download the, the generic training plan off the website and it's like run a two hour half marathon. And you're like, okay, great. And so you download the plan and you start following it, but then you miss the Wednesday run or then the next week you miss the Thursday run. So you're following the plan, but you're consistently missing runs or consistently missing workouts. That's actually not following the plan. And that's fine. Like, like Kevin said, it's fine, but it's, I mean, it's actually not fine, right? Then you're not actually following that plan. You're not actually being consistent. So that plan then maybe isn't right for you. If you're following a plan that you are consistently not able to hit workouts in, then that should be a sign to you that that workout might not be the right one for you. And this is why like a customized training plan that actually fits into your life is so important because it allows you to be honest with yourself and it allows you to actually be consistent, like be successful with that consistency. Right. So there's a couple of things I want to kind of dive into there is one, maybe you found a plan that says, okay, these are to break two hours in the half marathon. This whip. I'm sure you can find that plan all over the internet because yeah. it's a popular goal. What if the plan you find says you need to run five days out of the week and you just don't have the schedule to run five days out of the week. Mm-hmm. So every single week you're missing one of the workouts. Now you're no longer following that plan. But the other thing is maybe you found a plan and you're like, okay, I like this. I've got time to do this. But every week you miss the same workout. Like every time a certain thing comes up, you're just like, ooh, that doesn't sound like fun. And now you're able to find an excuse on that day. So you miss, you know, whatever that particular hard workout is or the long run. You you seem to be missing the long run every other week. And you're like, oh yeah, no, I'm training for this half marathon. But are you? Like you're missing parts of the workout. So you have to see is the plan right for you or does the plan not fit your schedule? And then the other one is, 
are you just purposely or maybe unconsciously avoiding the same aspect of the plan over and over again? Like those dang temple runs. Yes, I know. But you're you're happy with the temple runs now. But when you first well, got I don't, into I, it... I wouldn't say I'm happy with them, but I... accept them. I feel very accomplished after I do them, right? And so that's one of the things that I remind myself is that they... I don't like them. So then after I do them and I like push through them mentally, then I feel very good about myself afterward that I've accomplished that. But anyway, that's kind of an aside there. But the other thing to think about here also is, okay, maybe you find a plan like Kevin was saying, that is five days a week. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm good working out five days a week. But if you're running five days a week, when are you doing your strength training, right? Like maybe the generic plan that you download doesn't have strength training days or maybe it has other strength training days or other cross training days and it just says strength training or cross training and you're like I don't really know what that means so you just skip over those parts right instead of actually figuring out what to do or you maybe do like a couple exercises like some sit-ups or some push-ups right like you're not really sure exactly what to do so you just kind of throw some stuff in but like this is one of the things that I find difficult about running too many days per the week. Like I know that Kevin and I are different runners and I like to typically run four days a week. Sometimes I'll add a fifth day when I'm race training. But part of the reason I don't like to add in days five and six into my week is because I really enjoy strength training. And and I've found for myself because of my busy schedule as a mother and a business owner and a wife and a cook and all the other roles that I play in my life, if I add in a fifth day of running, I do tend to slack off on my strength training, which I know number one is not good for me as a runner. Number two, it's not good for me in the way that I want my body to feel and look. And so is that happening to you? You know, I think that it's important to to know like if you do add in an extra day of running because that's what your plan is calling for. Are you slacking off on other days, like strength days, mobility, those kinds of things as well? Right. So it's the sake of I'm doing things. Look, I'm doing some sort of workout seven days out of the week. Right. Look at this consistency that I've built up, but it's not necessarily consistent in the right thing. Yeah. Like you're totally checking off an exercise box every day. And if you, you know, go back, I don't know what, 10 minutes here, if it's giving you that healthy exercise on a regular basis and you're okay that you're not progressing, then this is fantastic. But if you're simply being consistent to say that you're consistent, but you're not including everything, you're not including strength, you're not including mobility because of the sake of I'm running every single day, maybe you're missing other things, then that's not the consistency that that you actually need. Right. And that's like going back and getting clear on your goals like do you actually want progress right now or are you okay just maintaining where you are right now because those are two totally different plans right if you actually want to be progressing getting faster running longer whatever progress looks like to you is your plan in your weekly schedule setting you up for progress or is it setting you up just for maintenance and I think that both have a place in your training like cycles, like in your training year, there needs to be like down cycles where you're just kind of maintaining your fitness. Because if you're constantly trying to ramp, 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 that's a nice recipe for disaster, for injury, for burnout and exhaustion and all the things, right? It is very good to put in some maintenance phases and periods within your training cycles, whether that's a month or two or three months, right? The length of those maintenance phases can vary based on 
what your goals are for that the rest of that year. But just understanding like, okay, yeah, right now I'm really not looking to progress. Right now I'm just kind of looking to maintain where I am and that's totally okay. Right. And then in that case, running same mileage day upon day at similar speeds day upon day, like you're not accentuating speed. It might get a little boring for some people, but if it's working for you and you're in a down cycle, that's great. If you're searching for progress and you're literally just going out and running the same three to four mile loop at the same pace day upon day, sure, you've built up phenomenal consistency, but that's not going to help you progress in your 5k time, your 10k time. You just keep doing the same loop at the same thing. Your body's adjusted to it. It needs some sort of change and variety so that you can stress different systems. Your body makes different adaptations. Right. Okay. One of the other things I wanted to cover on this, like you're consistent, but not necessarily with the right things. Have you run a race before and you followed a training plan and it didn't give you good results? Mm. Repeating that training plan might not be the best plan. Maybe that plan didn't work for you. Like maybe you did actually agree with it. You were on board. You're like, yes, I've got the five days a week or four days a week and you're hitting all the aspects. But if that plan didn't get you the results you wanted or brought you far short or in the real bad level, that plan brought you to injury, repeating that plan is not going to work. Right. Or you could look at how you followed that plan as well. Like did, were you actually following that plan as written number one? And if you were, the second part of that was, were you allowing yourself enough recovery? Because I think that's another big point too. Like maybe you are consistent with the workout portion, but are you consistent with the recovery necessary to be putting your body through that? And this is a discussion I had with one of our coaching clients just yesterday, I think, or the other day. Um, she was asking me about running her first marathon. You know, she's been running some half marathons. She's been running a lot of other races and she wants to build up to her first full marathon. And she's like, can you be honest and just tell me like, what is actually the difference in the training load, like in, in time commitment and like all of that. And I'm like, honestly, there is an increase in your load, obviously, because you're going to be running more mileage, but most of that is going to be on that weekend long run. There's going to be a little uptick in your weekday mileage, but there's the majority of it is that weekend long run. However, what most people don't think about is the recovery necessary. Like, and she's like, oh, and I was like, it's a big difference if you're running on, you know, Saturday, you go out and you run for two hours when you're training for a half marathon, whereas you're running, going out to run for four hours if you're training for a marathon. The recovery that you need after a four-hour run is much longer than the recovery that you need after a two-hour. And if you're also working full-time and doing this and doing all that, the recovery for a full marathon is what's a lot more significant than a half marathon. Right. The recovery following that, that two hour run on a Saturday, you're probably, I mean, you're not going to be like out doing speed on a Sunday, but you're probably fairly functional on a Sunday at that point. Whereas if you're going four hours on a Saturday long run, and this is like a new thing you've just worked up to marathon training, you're shot for Sunday also. Like you're, you're spent on that. That's a full recovery passive recovery like you're probably still going to be feeling very fatigued from the day before unless this is something that you've been doing on a regular basis right and this is the thing that we don't like to admit as runners a lot of times too you know is our need for recovery we like to think that we're bulletproof and that we are iron men and women right like 
yeah, yeah, I can go out and run 20 miles on Saturday and then I can do all the things on Sunday too. Like this is what we need to just be honest with ourselves. Like we are all human and there's nothing wrong with being human, right? So if you are being consistent and not seeing the progress that you want, those are really the three big things that we want you to think about. Number one, do you want to progress? Number two, are you actually being consistent? And number three, are you being consistent with the right things or are you just checking the boxes? You know, I, I found myself fall into that category over like the past few months. It's like I didn't have like a very specific goal. I just was just training and I was still doing speed work and I was still maintaining my long runs, but it was very clear that I wasn't making any progress. And that's why I decided, okay, I really need to pick a goal and actually get on a training plan that's actually directed towards this goal because I want to start progressing again. There was a period of time where it wasn't that big of a deal to me. You know, I was fine just staying consistent. Um, for the sake of consistency I like to say well people are like what are you training for I'm like I'm training for life you know because that is the truth right like there's a lot that running gives to us that is not just a time on a clock and not just running a certain race yeah I mean a lot of people were consistent for consistency's sake not trying to see progress for like early 2020 where it's like look I got a lot of other stuff going on like the world is coming to an end so it's impressive enough that I've gone out and got in my 30 minutes. Like I don't need to then train for some crazy race. And people were also training for crazy races at that time, but a lot of people were consistent for consistency's sake, which is fine if that's going to actually bring you satisfaction. If you get to the point where you're like, I would like to start progressing, then you need to make sure that you're consistent in all appropriate areas to start making progress to a goal. Exactly. So if you want to improve your consistency, if you want to actually start doing things that are going to make progress, that are going to help you improve as a runner, if you are struggling with inconsistency, with injury, with lack of progress, we want to help you in our five-day running challenge. So head over to the website, fivedayrunningchallenge.com, and sign up today. It's free. We start February 7th. We're going to walk you through this every day live. We're going to give you five days of action items, very short, quick things that you can start to put into practice and see results in that week. Okay, we don't want to just give you things to do just to do them. We want to give you things that are actually going to make a difference in your running so that you can start to see and feel results. Like, are you going to drop 20 minutes off your marathon time in a week? No, like I'm not going to make that promise, clearly. But are you going to feel better about your running and are you going to feel like you can actually make progress and you can see how training in this way will help you to run consistently without injury so that you can attain those goals? Yes, by the end of that week, you will understand the process that you will need to follow for you to achieve your goals. So head over to the website, five day running challenge.com and get yourself signed up today as always guys thank you so much for joining us here on the real life runners podcast episode number 237 now get out there and run your life